morning, church. It is great to be able to be bringing you the message this morning from within our home here at our SS Family Church. And um, so I just want to welcome you all this morning. And before we get going, I'm just going to open up and pray and commit this time um, to God and just ask Him to come and be who He is in our lives. So, Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you, Father, for the opportunity to be able to bring your word to your people, God. And I just pray, Holy Spirit that you would anoint this time, that you would anoint your word, Father God, that there would be breakthrough, Father, um, that that no space and time would separate us, Father, from, from the visitation and the impartation, Father, that we have in this minute and in this moment, Father. So we bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. So yes, for some of you, you've been able to join us the last two Sundays, and although our services are very small, it has been amazing just to be able to see one another. Um, and I think we would be able to testify about the fact that there is something so special about being able to come together in the house. There is something so special. There is an anointing on corporate worship. There is an anointing on being able to express our freedom in Christ Jesus and just make ourselves available for whatever it is that Holy Spirit wants to do in and through us. Um, so with everything that we've been through in the last few months, um, When we get back together, the more we get back together, our responsibility, if ever before, is, is now. We have got a task to be able to represent Jesus um, bigger and better than ever before. And this isn't through works, but this is simply through relationship. For so many people, we've heard the testimony of how incredible this time has been, where there has been a reconnection with, with God, where Holy Spirit has just been so real and so present. Um, and I've entitled my message this morning that it's about Jesus. So whatever it is that you've been through, and I just don't mean in the last three months, I mean in however long you have been on this earth, whatever you have been through, and whatever you are going through, you need to remember that it is all about Jesus. So I'm just going to share a passage of scripture with you this morning that we will find in Mark 16, um, from verse 15. And he says over here, he says, Go into all the world and preach the good news to all creation. Whoever believes and is baptized will be saved. But whoever does not believe will be condemned. And these signs will accompany those who believe. In my name they will drive out demons, they will speak in new tongues, they will pick up snakes with their hands, and when they drink deadly poison, it will not hurt them at all. They will place their hands on, the sick, on sick people, and they will get well. After the Lord had spoken to them, he was taken up into heaven, and he sat at the right hand of God. Then the disciples went out and preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them and confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. I just want to say to you this morning that the Father's great commission should be our greatest priority, that his last words on this earth should be our first priority in everything that we do. Jesus spoke these words to his disciples just before he was taken up to heaven. And it wasn't the end of the story. It was the beginning of our story. Um, the theme for, that, we, that we find throughout this is that this is a continuation of our story. I think sadly for so many, they come to, they come to the knowledge of Jesus and they, they, they give their lives to Jesus and they are saved and they think that that's it. That this is all that we've been called for. Um, and we wonder why we get a little bit bored, why we're not too excited about being able to come back into the house of God, and where we find that being able to sit at home and watch sermons online um, seems to, to fit in better with our, with our lifestyle. 
And, and we think that that is, it feeds us more. But I want to suggest to you that if that is your way of thinking, you're missing a huge part, a massive invitation that our Lord and Saviour gave to us. His parting words were that we would go, that we would go, that we would be busy with the things of God, not out of duty, not out of obligation, but that we would do it out of relationship. These men and women had been walking with Jesus for over three years. They had seen him do incredible works on this earth. They had seen signs, wonders, and miracles. These very things that he said that they would do, the driving out of demons, the, the laying on of hands and seeing the sick being well, seeing people just doing things that would seem absolutely impossible in the natural, but the supernatural encounter with God. I heard somebody say the other day that he adds his super to our natural. And I just love that, you know, we've been called into a supernatural life because we have moved from the kingdom of darkness at our, at our moment of salvation and we're brought into the kingdom of light. And for me, I have just really been challenged um, and, and been, been pushed a little bit by the, the awareness that, you know, and I mentioned it before, that but we, we, we say the Lord's Prayer and we say, you know, like, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And what we see in heaven is what we should be expecting to see happening here on this earth. And I think sometimes that we just find our Christian journey a little bit boring because we don't actually know what it's like um, to really be walking in the amazing power of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit has just come to be alongside of you and comfort you when, when you are going through a tough time because that is what he does. But he's also come, he is here in power and he is here in his fullness that we would be able to be an extension of the kingdom, that we would be able to walk amongst one another and say that the kingdom of God is near, that the, the message of Jesus is real. Um, I love it when we, have it, when we start to have a look at the, the meaning of words that in that very, very scripture in verse 15 where he says, go out into all the world, which means we need to go, which means that we need to, when we get up, we have to be intentional about whatever it is that we are doing and preach the good news. The good news being the story of Jesus, the good news being the gospel, the good news being that you were once lost and that, that you may feel hopeless, but we know the hope, we know the saving, we know the one who has come to redeem and to, to deliver and save you. And that word preach actually means to herald, proclaim, announce a message publicly and with conviction. And I just want to just stay there for a minute where we, in that explanation, it says that we announce a message publicly, but more importantly, with conviction. And may I suggest that for many of us, we come into our, into our new um, life with Jesus and we have got lots of information we can we can listen to sermons we can um, we can listen to people speaking and we can find ourselves in small groups and that and we can receive a lot of information we can receive a lot of knowledge which we think is great and we think that that will sustain us but there is something about needing to have that conviction we find an understanding and we are invited in actual fact we will read in proverbs 4 verse 7 out of the message bible it says above all and before all, do this. Get wisdom. Write this at the top of your list. Get understanding. Throw your arms around her. Believe me, you won't regret it. Never let her go. She'll make your life glorious. Is it possible that we aren't enjoying our, our life with Jesus because we lack understanding? 
And the enemy loves it when we lack understanding because when we lack understanding, we're not as bold, we're not as prepared, we're not as ready to step out and to go. In the Amplified Version on that same scripture, it says, and with all your requiring, get understanding, actively seek spiritual discernment, mature comprehension, logical interpretation. And I think we would, we would do well to be able to understand and to comprehend the things of the kingdom. Um, it would fill us with such a passion. You know, Jeremiah speaks about the word being locked up inside of his bones and he, he cannot contain it. He, he would rather speak than walk around and hold that truth, hold that treasure, hold those mysteries within him. Um, and when we have a look at that meaning of the word comprehension in the dictionary, it says to act, uh, it, is, it is the act or fact of grasping the meaning, the nature, or the importance of, the knowledge gained from the process of coming to know and understand something. And I'm going to change that word something there to someone. So listen again, the knowledge gained from the process of coming to know and to understand someone. The someone that I'm speaking about is Jesus. The someone that I'm, I'm referring to is our Saviour. That when we you know, like I said, these disciples, they had been with Jesus for a certain amount of time. And they had come to know him. They had watched his movements. They had watched how he goes about life, how he withdraws from the crowd. Um, when so many of us would get caught, so caught up in, in the excitement of being able to see things happening um, supernaturally. But Jesus would do these supernatural acts and he would remove himself from the crowd and he would go and he would seek his father, where he would spend time with his father, where he would enjoy that space with his father. And so we've looked at, I heard Christine Kane say the other day that it's not either or, it's both and. To hear that it's not either or, it's both and. We need the signs, wonders, and miracles, and we need to be spending time with Jesus. I want to ask you the question do you show people? The power and celebrate the presence or do you celebrate the presence and then show them the power we have spent so, so out of this time if you are one of those who has just been able to say yes your testimony coming out of these three months or so has been like Jesus has just become so much more real that he is just my relationship with him is deeper my relationship with him feels like so genuine um, and you're almost afraid to have anybody come up and and, and um, do anything that would that would cause uneasiness inside of you because you just want to treasure what it is that he's given you. May I suggest that you need to ask him for boldness. You need to ask him to show you because in his word he says that the harvest is plentiful, that the harvest is a few, and you need we're the harvesters. We're the ones who need to get up and we need to be prepared to go. We need with this this deeper understanding that we've received, with this comprehension of his goodness and his presence and his power. So many times we will be given something and we don't realize the fullness of it unless we start to put it into practice. Um, I think of when, when we receive our driver's license, and for many of us that is a long time ago, but the reality is that when you receive your driver's license, you're not an experienced driver. You, you're not one who knows the road all that well. You don't know all the road signs perfectly. Um, you haven't had to to navigate your way through, through bad weather and um, storms and trials. But the reality is, is that you have a license 
and you gain that experience, you gain that joy out of having that license in your pocket by going out and doing it, by getting in your vehicle and driving. Now, the, your, your vehicle um, and dreams and prophetically means your ministry. And may I suggest that with salvation, we get our license, we get the access that we need to be able to be active participants. We are co-laborers with Christ Jesus. We are not co-stars, it is not about us. We go back to that particular message that it's about Jesus. And that we get to get into this vehicle, this life that he has called us into, and we get to go. We don't know what it's going to look like, we don't know what it's going to feel like, but we trust the one who we know to be with us. And for some, perhaps you don't know him that well. And then I want to say, then go back and seek understanding. Seek that comprehension. The word says that we can seek him, and we should be seeking him while he may be found. Because the time is going to come where we don't have that opportunity anymore. The time is going to come where he's coming back for his bride. Um, and even through this time, there's, there's, there's been people just saying, you know, like, is, is this the end time? Well, we will always be one day closer each day we get up. We are one day closer to the coming of our King, to the return of, of the bridegroom who's coming back to fetch us. And how sad it would be for him to come back and we are still holding on to just being happy to have our license in our back pocket, but never having experienced the adventure that he's called us into. Because just as it says in those words, that um, never let her go out of Proverbs, like, she'll make your life glorious. It isn't for you to shine bright, it's for you to shine the light and the love of Jesus. And uh, somebody posted the other day that in, um, an explanation of the word soul is that to create thirst in somebody. And I just love that because our life, our representation of Jesus on this earth, should create a thirst in other people where they, they want what it is and they realize that, that the water that they have does not satisfy. And we inspire and we encourage. I also heard somebody say just the other day how when we teach, we teach with the intention to bring about change. And that's where I come to that being intentional about who we are and what it is that we get to do on this earth. Because we're here to bring change. We're here to, when we, when we enter into an argument, um, we don't enter, in, enter, enter into an argument thinking that we're wrong. Two parties will come together, both adamant that they are correct, um, and that they will fight their point until one eventually has to step back. Um, but the message that we carry, how convinced are we? How convinced are we about this message? How convinced are we? Because we love to go out and, and want to see and we desire, and we can have prayer meetings where we want to call down the fire of heaven, and, and we want to see the captives being set free, and, we want to see demons being driven out, and we want to see the lame walking, the blind seeing, the deaf hearing. We want to see all those things. But how convinced are you of the message of the gospel that you preach? Because he says that first, before he mentions um, going out and performing these signs, wonders, and miracles, he says, go out into all the world and preach. Preach. What is the message on the inside of you? What is your understanding of this kingdom that you have been called into? Because we do not do this alone. We don't walk this journey alone. We have the precious, powerful Holy Spirit right here with us. 
Um, Miles Monroe gives a beautiful illustration of a prince who was going, leaving his country, and he was going to another country on a month's vacation. Um, but that when he went, that you could see by his posture, you could see by the way that he walked, the way that he talked, where he would find himself sitting, um, how he would hold his head up, and all this, because he, he constantly had an aid with him. He had an aid with him who would instruct him and teach him in the ways that a royal, that royalty should behave. And may I suggest that Holy Spirit is our aid. Holy Spirit is our link between the seen and the unseen. Holy Spirit is the one who brings from the unseen and makes it and reveals it to us here in the scene. And he brings about change. If you have drawn closer to God, I want to say to you that ask him. He says, ask me. Ask him then. If you have a greater understanding of the gospel, if you have been more drawn to the King of Kings, if you have been more um, captivated by his love, don't stop there. Don't stop there. Because the exciting part comes in is that out of that place we get to then believe that the signs, wonders, and miracles will follow. We often stop with the Great Commission. We only read up to um, up to verse 18, but when we read verse 19 and 20, he says, After the Lord had spoken to them, he was taken up to heaven. So that is exactly where he is. Jesus is in heaven. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, constantly interceding for you and I. I mean, how beautiful is that that when we go out and, and when, we, when we go about our, our life, that we know that the perfect one is interceding for us, that he believes in us, that we were worthy of everything that he has said and done for us. And he partners with us all the time. And he says, and we sat down at the right hand of God, and he says, and then the disciples went out. They knew Jesus. They had spent time with Jesus. They, they watched his ways. And for us, we would interpret that by reading the word of God, by being able to seek out the mysteries, to seek out the treasures, because Jesus would preach in parables, and then his, his disciples, they would come to him on the side, and they would say, like teacher, rabbi, would you teach us what it is that you are revealing in your word? And out of that place, he would then unpack and reveal. And so, and then before I get carried away over there, he says, and then the disciples went out and they preached everywhere, and the Lord worked with them. He partners with us. We are co-laborers with Jesus. He worked with them and he confirmed his word. My friends, may I just say to you that when we preach his word, this is not a um, history book that we're trying to just memorize and recite. This here is the living word of God. This is his word. It's his idea. And that he says and he confirmed his word by the signs that accompanied it. So for me, I tell you, I'm like really, really excited about kingdom living right now because I believe that as the church, as we begin to increase in our numbers coming back together, um, as we are able to fellowship together once again, when our doors are, are open up wide again and everybody could just get together, I don't want to come together just to receive another good message. I want to come together, I want to walk through the doors with an expectation that because I know my King, because I am growing and I will constantly, until the day that I see him face to face, I'm on the other side of eternity. But when I, on this side of eternity, I am constantly excited about the fact that he has anointed my hands, he has anointed my mouth, he has given me a voice, that he has given me the ability to go out. And a lot of, I've heard many people just saying that in this season we need boldness, and yes, we need that boldness, we need that strength and that courage. We need 
the, um, the desire inside of us. We need to be fanning into flame the gifts that he's given us. We need to, to, to be asking Holy Spirit just to come and to breathe in us afresh, that we can step out and that we come into the house, not with wanting to rate a service, not with just wanting to fellowship with one another, but that we come into services just desperate to see Jesus moving amongst us. That he would give his yes and amen to everything that we're doing in the house because we're preaching the gospel. We are preaching the good news. We are saying it out of absolute conviction. We are saying it because we walk hand in hand with the King of Kings and we believe in his word towards us. And I go back to that statement I made just now that do you show them the power and celebrate the presence? And that isn't the correct way. We should be celebrating the presence and showing them the power. Because we celebrate the goodness, we celebrate the closeness of Jesus Christ, we celebrate the fact that Holy Spirit is the very air that I breathe, that He is closer than my skin. He is just so good. I recently heard the, um, uh, a new song that's been released called Heaven Secrets, and this woman sings and she says, As if your love wasn't enough. You promised us all of the heaven secrets. And that's where I say, don't get stuck. Don't get stuck. Don't settle just for access. Don't settle just for being able to come in. Take his invitation and allow it to grow you. Allow it to extend your capacity. I mean, there has been so much talk as well just about an increase, um, an enlarging of our territory, an, an enlarging of our, um, our influence. And I, I realize that some people are tired of the screen, some people are tired of and feeling that things are so impersonal. And may I suggest that maybe even that is a good thing? Because we can become creatures, we are creatures of habit, and we can become very comfortable in just sitting at home. But that's not where we get to lay on hands on the sick. That's not where we get to impart into the lives of others. We need to be able to come together not that we can have holy huddles, but that we can come together to be encouraged, to grow, to be inspired, to see the gifts stirring, to put into practice the very things that we've been given. Um, and that's just the amazing part of being able to, to journey with Jesus. But to constantly take our focus back, that with everything that we do, that when we come together and we see the signs and wonders and miracles, that we don't get all puffed up because that is just so easy. It is so easy to just think, oh, I've arrived. And it's not about you arriving, it's the fact that the King is present. And in Luke 10, in the Message Bible, in verses 17 to 20, um, Jesus had sent out the 72 and they had come back and they had been able to, because he had given them authority. He had given them authority to go out and to do these very things that he told them to do. And uh, he says, Jesus said to them, I know. I saw the bus, sorry, let me just back it up just a little bit. It says in verse 17, the 70 came back triumphant, master, even the demons danced to your tune. And Jesus said, I know. I saw Satan fall, bolt of lightning out of the sky. See what I've given you? Safe passage as you walk on snakes and scorpions, and protection from every assault of the enemy. No one can put a hand on you. All the same, there's a big battle. The great triumph. Is not in your authority over evil, but in God's authority over you and presence with you. Not what you do for God, but what God does for you. That's the agenda for rejoicing. So as we come together, as we begin 
fellowship with one another once again as we begin to to see the the um, manifestation of God's incredible gifts in the house once again. There has been so much revival that's been happening all around the world in people's personal space as He has just been stirring up this fire within us. As we all come together collectively, we will just see a huge igniting of the purpose of the church. Um, we will we'll begin to, to function as we should be. But I want to say to you, make sure that your focus is always on Jesus. Make sure that your focus is always on the fact that it is all about Him. That He is with us, that He is for us. As it says in those words over there, not in your authority over evil, but in God's authority over to realize that you are in submission to the King of Kings, that you are under His mission, and that His presence is with you, that wherever you go, you are Holy Spirit filled, Holy Spirit inspired, um, that you are full with the passion and the protection of heaven, and that you can go out and you can do all that He has called you to do. So, do you know your King? Do you know your King? Are you excited about being able to come back together? Are you excited about being able to, to step out? Um, are you committed to the Great Commission? Are you committed to the very words of Jesus? I'm going to leave you with this scripture in, in John 4, um, where we know the story well, where Jesus met the woman at the well, and the disciples came back and they said, but you know, aren't you hungry? Because he hadn't eaten, had gone off into town, and he says, that the food that he eats isn't what they know. The food, of the, the, the food that he eats is to do the will of the Father. And he says, um, he says, my food is to do the will of him who sent me and to do his work. If you are hungry, if you have an appetite for more, if you are desiring more, it is because Jesus is calling you to more. He, is, he said to us that this is the thing that we need to be doing. We need to be going out and laying hands on the sick. We need to be casting out those demons. We need to see the blind eyes open, the deaf ears here. We need to see the lame walking. We need to see the captives being set free. We need to see the captives being set free. It should be our heart's desire that as we walk in the truth of this gospel that we have encountered, because if you have truly encountered the gospel, if you have truly encountered the king, you would no longer be bound by the chains of slavery but that you would be walking in relationship with him. And your desire should be for those around you to be able to encounter, to be able to, to be a part of this incredible truth that we've been given, that we would want to introduce them to the Savior that we have, that we have met and who came and changed our lives. This is our desire, this is our heart. This is our heart. Jesus says that, that we would love the Father, that we would love him with all of our heart, mind, and soul, that we would love our neighbor as ourselves. And as we, as we are surrounded more and more by people, may we not be afraid of the things that we see in the natural, but may we be seeing with eyes in the spirit, may we be seeing into the unseen and seeing who they can be. May we, may we carry this access that we've been given and, and the ability and the willingness to partner with Jesus and to see change being brought onto this earth. Out of the presence the power. Out of the presence comes the power. I cannot reiterate that enough. Please. Out of the presence comes the power. And we have spent so much time in the presence 
that out of that will come the overflow. But don't think that you can bypass that. Don't think that you can bypass the importance of that, but it is never too late. So I just want to leave you with, um, with that encouragement. Like, let his commission become your greatest commitment. When you rise each day, may his words ring inside of your heart, inside of your ears. May, may his words be just overflowing out of you. It is not evil always both end. Jesus came in grace and truth. And we need presence and we need the power. So be encouraged. Um, seek him. Be excited. Be excited. Ask him to show you where and how and who you're going to impact. Um, and know that this is a continuation of our story. That this powerful part of scripture is the very thing that gives us, we want to know what our purpose and plan is on this earth. There you go. You don't need to look too much further. Just see what it is that Jesus tells you and how to do. But we need to go out and we need to make disciples of all men. We need to baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That we need to expect that as we walk with him, that he would just come and he would accompany his truth with these signs and his wonders. So until we see you here in the house, um, we bless you. And I thank you for joining us this morning. And please join us again on Wednesday night for your, for your midweek encouragement. Um, and know that uh, we are in the office again um, a couple of days a week. So just give us a call. And if you need to come in and see us, um, we can help you in any way. But bless you. And it's amazing to be a part of such a beautiful family. It's amazing to be surrounded such, um, by such beautiful sons and daughters of the King. And I trust that we are going to walk through the most incredible time in history in the church as we move constantly mindful of his presence, constantly in mind um, with his power, and that we will see him draw alongside of us and, and just demonstrate his glory and his grace upon our lives. So, Father, I just thank you for this morning. I thank you for the opportunity to share your word. I thank you for the opportunity to proclaim the good news. I thank you for the opportunity that we are able to get up for another day and experience your new mercies that are for us, that um, this faith that we have, that we believe, that we believe, and as believers, this is what you have called us into. This is, you, you've called us for a time such as this, and I just pray that as your, as your bride is being activated, as your bride is standing up, that Father, that that we would come out of the presence and we would see the power. But Father, that we would realize that we can do nothing without you and that you are always with us, you are always for us. And we just bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name.